We will right wrongs and triumph over evil slanders like you! Most impressive, Sailor Scouts, and let me say it's a pleasure finally meeting all of you for the first and, let me assure you, very last time. Moon Podcast Escalation! My name is Jordan D. White. My name is Chris Sims, and this is Sailor Business. It's the podcast where we sit down with a friend every week and watch every single episode of the classic 1992 Sailor Moon anime and break it down to talk about just why it is that we love this show so much. And our next two episodes, I think, are controversial, but I think we're (laughs) going to have a lot of fun talking about them. Uh, Today, we're going to be watching episode 33 of Sailor Moon, uh, which is called Enter Venus, The Last Sailor Guardian. So finally, finally, (laughs) almost a year into this show the inner senshi have gathered uh our first five senshi i forgot to uh, look up what it's called in english uh, let me see uh, uh it's, i'm gonna guess something like like sailor v appears or sailor venus appears that's probably it can't i can't think of any appropriate rhymes with venus that they would have used to title this show uh, they loved rhymes okay sailor v makes the scene sailor v makes the scene i was very close and what's weird about uh, that is that's as much of a mention of the fact that she's sailor v as you get in the original deke dub is her okay, the well, title well, <laughs> we will get to it. Okay. Uh, but in order to, to help us talk about this episode, we are joined by a returning guest, a friend of the show. Leanne Centaur is back. Leanne, thank you so much for coming on the show again. Mm, thank you for having me again. I was trying not to laugh at your penis joke. <laughs> Leanne, you've been on the show before, and if anyone is curious about your history with Sailor Moon, uh, and I said this to you off the air, our talk with you about uh, your history with Sailor Moon and how you got the job writing the novelizations of Sailor Moon at the age of 17 is literally my favorite thing we've done on the show. Uh, no <laughs> offense to any of our other guests. Uh, you are all <laughs> lovely. I love all of you equally as though you were my own children. <laughs> but that is... That was such a fun uh, interview. It was such an interesting topic. So if people are curious about that, definitely go back and listen to Leanne's previous appearance on the show. Uh, it was really, really fun. But today we're going to talk about uh, uh, Sailor Venus showing up. So before we get into the show and before we get into any questions or anything, do you have any, like you requested to come back for uh, not necessarily this episode, but but the next episode, I think you, you requested, yeah. mm, which is yes. <laughs> where we get a little bit of a... a, a were actually introduced to Sailor Venus. <laughs> so uh, what was it about these episodes that uh, sort of made you want to come back and talk about them? Well, as much as I love sort of the finales of most of the seasons, like they, they always have something really epic, right? You know, like Sailor Moon has to get naked and flow through time and space and <laughs> like they're bigger, better dresses and people who turn into swords. Like, you know, I, I love those kind of epic finales, but there's something about, um, especially the next episode, uh, 34, and this is really the first half of that, where it's like the big reveal Feel. Not quite mid-series, but, you know, it's not when everything is over the top and you have to go bigger and better and, like, brighter and louder. But it's, like, when reality comes crashing down, which I think is, like, even a better, more momentous and emotional peak for this series because it kind of puts everything in perspective. I just love when people discover kind of, like, what's actually happening, what are the ramifications, and it's, like, dark and complicated and these 
alter egos suddenly are kind of like it's like your real life and your uh, superhero life are like crashing together and not always in a good way, but sometimes a very good, sexy way. And, um, it's just like, I don't know, it, it's always been sort of my favorite of arc of the first season it was sort of this point here where they gain Venus and then the reveals next episode. But uh, oh, just it got me so excited when I was a teenager. I was just like, oh, God, now they all know. Now what? Like my favorite points in stories are when you're like, oh, my God, now what? You know, like it kind of leaves you at that that cliffhanger almost, even though it's like there was a huge reveal, but it opens up a kind of a bigger question. And so exciting. I am super with you. Well, I let me clarify about next episode. <laughs> I am super with you about next episode. It is so good. And so come back next week. No, um, <laughs> uh, this I I'll be honest with you. I'm, this is this episode we're doing today is not my favorite. But okay. next next week's episode is so good. Yeah, like that's you know you said on on Twitter, Jordan, that you just watched one of your favorite episodes for the show. I Absolutely. Was like, I was like, oh my god, did I watch the wrong ones? <laughs> Oh no! Because these, and I think it's interesting. I'm really, I'm really glad we have Leanne here this week because I think the reasons that you like these episodes so much are the exact reason that they are my least favorite episodes of the ones we've watched. I, I kind of hate these. Episodes. Oh no! It's but it's interesting because we're coming off of you know, and again, I only ever saw the first what two seasons of Sailor Moon, and I don't think that they ever did the end of yeah. They, I don't think they ever did the end of R on uh on Cartoon Network. So. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking like the the original, like when this was running in the 90s. I'm trying. I, th- I think they might have finished our. Let's see. I can they did, but the... much later. It was like two years later or something. They, they stopped. When it was on, I, th- I thought when it was on Cartoon Network, when Chris was watching it, I think it might have already aired. Ah, you know what? I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would have been watching it in, you know, the same time that you were writing the novels. So, you know, 97 to 99 about. Yeah, well, I was watching in 90, like 96, 95, 96, like when it was still on, oh God, you, it was UPN. And yeah. Uh, yeah, like in, uh, that might be a New England thing. Uh, oh yeah, I, I watched it on that as well. Okay. Um, yeah, no, it looks like a 95, in 1995, it went up through, exi- uh, through episode uh, 72. Mm-hmm. And then two years later, 97, they finally finished all of uh, Sailor Moon R. So I think when you were watching on when you were watching on Cartoon Network, I believe that would have been when they when they had all the, the rest of the episodes. Okay. And then it was three uh, years before they got to, to Sailor Moon S. Well, of what I have seen before uh, and even going through what I've seen up to now, like watching it on Hulu as it's going up, which I believe they're into S now. I'm just yeah, they're behind. Pretty far. The seven Rainbow Crystal episodes are my favorite. Like, the, that's my Sailor Moon. Like, those are my favorite yeah, episodes, so spotlight good. episodes. Because they're they're funny. Like yeah. they're very super heroic. They're very funny. Um, they're very kind of episodic, you know, Bronze Age Marvel, Silver Age D- DC, <laughs> like weird <laughs> superhero stories. And they're so different from the manga. Like we've talked right. before about how the manga is, you know, like I like look, I have what is it, 17 volumes of it on my shelf because I have the short stories, I've got Sailor V, I've got all of Sailor Moon. Mm. I like I like the manga. I like it just fine. But it is my, you know, it is my least favorite. Sailor Moon thing. Uh, I like the anime is far away. Well, it's like if you like when Sailor Moon is an existential crisis, that's when you should read the (laughs) manga. Which is like perfectly valid, but yeah, I know what you mean. And that's why I think Crystal is not, especially the first season is not good in a lot of ways. I think I won't go into it now, but um, yeah, some stuff was better when they kind of stuck to the anime original. They had their own staff. They kind of went in their own direction with it. And then the manga as its own separate thing was always really good. And when you try to really combine the two or do a reboot with the manga, it's like had to be done with care and it kind of wasn't, et cetera. (laughs) Poor Crystal. Yeah, I kind of fell off Crystal. Yeah, me too. Those Rainbow Crystal episodes are the most like, 
like that is a completely original storyline. Yeah. In the anime, there are no rainbow crystals in the manga. Those monsters are all created for the show. Mm -hmm. That is the most divorced from the source material as it gets. With one notable exception, um, in this episode with a zoocyte dressing like a lady, that is actually a throwback to the manga as well. When he wore a dress and went on the news uh, to <laughs> as like a... I feel like he was pretending to be an expert or something on like crystals. <laughs> I don't quite remember what it was, but I feel like that little throwback was like tied to the manga very slightly. That just makes an argument that this is maybe slightly less anime original than the entire sec- first arc of R with um, Anne and Alan and <laughs> the aliens. That had literally it. nothing to do. With. I, I do like I do love those episodes. <laughs> oh, they're great. They're so good. But like you get through those episodes and you get through you know Rhett Butler and you get through Boxy yeah. and then all of a sudden they remember like. Oh, we do know we have a manga. We have a, we have a manga <laughs> that we need to adapt. And so it, it's such a, you know, gear grinding shift in tone yeah. from these few episodes uh, into yeah. something that on paper I like a lot because uh, Intervenus, the last Sailor Guardian is a, a superhero plot that is almost mandatory. Yeah. yeah. Uh, every, you know, there has been a Spider-Man story like this. There has been a Batman story like this. There has been a, a common writer and, and super Sentai stories like this. I think every year there's a fake Sailor Moon going around uh, besmirching the name of the real Sailor Moon. That is well, the plot that we are going to be getting well, into. Well, if you can argue besmir- besmirching is doing a better job. Yeah. <laughs> Which is the Sailor Moon twist on it? It's very upsetting for Usagi. <laughs> so, so let's see. So, how so how many versions of it? So, because you mentioned before we recorded that you watched a bunch uh, or experienced a bunch. I watched the again the Japanese version and the the Deke version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I watched the new dub. Mm-hmm. I watched the new subs. Okay. I watched the Sailor Moon Crystal adaptation of uh, Minako's first appearance, and I read the two stories in the manga uh, that are sort of going to be covered in the next couple episodes. Uh, one of them is, you know, Memorial Tuxedo Mask, and the other one is Minako Sailor V. Uh, interestingly enough, not it's not called Minako Sailor Venus. Uh, it's just called Minako Sailor V. Huh. Uh, I also went back and read all of Codename Sailor V, which is the uh, manga that stars Minako as a solo heroine, which is great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is amazing. I had forgotten that every story gets to this weird pattern where, like, the first three pages are always, Minako's late for school. And then something is happening on the street where somebody's being a jerk. And so she transforms into Sailor V and goes, you're blocking traffic and kicks a normal person in the face. (laughs) Uh, I had also forgotten. The the thing is, Codename Sailor V starts first, uh, but it doesn't. It's not that long before Sailor Moon starts. So Mm -hmm. a lot of what's in Sailor V feels like a prototype. And a lot of it is going Mm -hmm. on parallel with what is happening in Sailor Moon. If I remember correctly, wasn't it like, wasn't it something to the effect of she did Codename Sailor V and people were like, oh, we want to make a anime out of that. And she was like, "Mm, it'd be better if we did a team. And then she came up with Sailor Moon in order to make an anime. Am I crazy? Uh, I don't know the exact, but that sounds like very likely. That's what happened. I know that when Sailor Moon was being made, it was being very carefully kind of marketed concurrently. Like it was a big franchise as, you know, shortly after it began, it was like, this wasn't just, oh, I made this manga and it got picked up and it it was like a really machine was kind of working through it. So um, that makes sense. Cool. Yeah, And you see like you see Usagi in the background a couple of times, like like Minako and Usagi, they don't Mm -hmm. go to the same school, but they'll like pass each other going into the game center or whatever. And Takeuchi will kind of linger on Usagi and be like, be like, hey, here's here's Usagi. (laughs) 
like this stuff's <laughs> going on. The one thing that I really like about uh, Codename Sailor V is that it's the only thing that that makes it understandable that they wouldn't immediately know Usagi was the Moon Princess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because at least there's someone else that they think might be the Moon Princess who has also been around. They really, I like. I wish they had said Space Princess or Galactic Princess, yes, something where the please. name of the princess was not the <laughs> same name as the superhero. Like, just it, it's kind of like how in the manga they had masks, like just a, just a tiny bit, so that grown-up people who are watching the show can take it slightly more seriously. It's painful because yeah, the only person that it, the only person it's a surprise to that Sailor Moon is the Moon Princess is everyone on the show. Everyone yeah. outside <laughs> of the show is going duh. I mean, yeah. to be fair, they don't know the show's called Sailor Moon. But they know they that she's know, called Sailor Moon. They do Sailor know that it's called the Moon Stick. They know she's called Sailor right. Moon. They know that the, the cat has a moon on its head. Right. Uh, oh, well. The one thing you can say, they don't know the show's called Sailor Moon. Uh, so, yeah, I read, uh, I really like Codename Sailor V, and I really like, uh, Minako as a character comes through really well in uh, Sailor V, because she's exactly like Yusaki. Like, right. Like, there's a lot of really fun stuff. Uh, I talked about how there's the uh, the dark agency, which I really like. It's a weird talent agency that's sending out <laughs> monsters all the time. Yep. She has a nerdy friend named Amano, who looks exactly like Umino. And her best friend, who looks exactly like Naru, is... Her name is like Hotaru or something. It's something <laughs> very close. Wait, uh, where did the idea that she was in England come from? I think she is. Well, but if, if no, she's running she's around in, passing Usagi... Yeah, she's in Japan. Oh, you know what? Maybe that was... Maybe that's from the from there the was, anime. There was some version I thought because like no, I don't know. Now I can't make that connection. But you're right. There was some connection at some point. Because I do remember always thinking, oh, yeah, Sailor V happens in England. But I may, you know what? Maybe it's it must be the anime. Later, we're going to have an episode that focuses on her past as Sailor Venus. That yeah, never got made into that. an English episode. Maybe it was in that that they said it. There is a story where she goes to Greece uh, and ends up fighting. Like she wins a trip to Hawaii. Sailor V wins a trip to Hawaii. And so uh, Sailor V says she's too busy and they should give it to Minako Aino. <laughs> <laughs> right. Who, you know, looks just like Sailor V, but at least Sailor V has shoulder pads and a mask, so whatever. And then they get on the wrong plane uh, with a Hawaiian monster, uh, and they go to Greece, and then she fights a the Hawaiian uh, hula girl monster, turns uh, one of the other passengers into a monster. But that is as European as it gets in <laughs> Sailor V Volume 1. Uh, I think the stuff where she's in England might just be from that episode of the anime. Yeah. to kind of explain why she wasn't I guess why she wasn't around right yeah but but also there's this weird thing where Sailor V is world famous right. in the world yeah. of Sailor Moon as a cartoon and video game yeah there's yeah. the video game Th- the anime is... episode was all about them making the Sailor V movie right they never uh, they never I, I, unless I'm you know maybe they will in the future but they I don't remember them ever mentioning before that Sailor V is a person uh, no I, I thought well again like maybe it's Deke like the Deke version there's so many versions of this no I thought that she was like a superhero, like a real life one, but that she just, she wasn't necessarily in Tokyo, uh, that like they weren't running into her or anything. Like she didn't actively come in and save somebody, right? you know, um, I don't around know, them. Because I know they talk about her, because again, they talk about the, the anime, they talk about, oh, the manga all the time. They read her manga. Well, it's in uh, the live action show, Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon 2, opens yes. with Sailor V. Really? Yeah, uh, live action has a lot more to do with that, yeah. That's great. Page one, panel one in the manga has Sailor V. Oh. It's 
page one, panel one of Sailor Moon is Usagi reading in the newspaper about Sailor V taking down a bank robbery. Yeah. Uh, and Sailor V is in the first scene of Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, too. So the one thing that I really, you know, really like about this show is that they do seed Sail- Sailor V in the show early. Yeah. Uh, like we are the better part of a year into it if the show's coming out weekly. And we've, you know, we they've mentioned Sailor V several times. Right. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, once Sailor Venus shows up, that stops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like they just forget that everyone should know who Sailor V is. Well, and I don't believe we ever even get an explanation for that, for why she wasn't Sailor Venus before. She was Sailor V, man. She had well, but, I mean, she but, was solo. Well, I mean, I think part of it was because she was hiding her identity, being like, oh, I'm the moon princess. Why would I take the name Venus? It's, I mean. But she was fighting the bad guys who know, who know about, you know what I mean? Like, who's she hiding it from? It just, it, it's very <laughs> random. It's very random. And they never, and I don't think they ever give an explanation for why maybe i'm crazy maybe they do no it's it's a bit messy uh yeah i I looked it up and it's in the anime they say that she was in england although the 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 wiki points out that uh after she comes back to england they never uh mention demons or or uh, anything a yuma attacking england again so presumably she took (laughs) care care of them yeah (laughs) they went extinct but yeah, I, if you are interested in, in Minako as a character, I would definitely say check out Sailor V. Oh, yeah. Uh, because because it's great. If you like the, the Rainbow Crystal episodes, if you like the sort of sillier action superhero-y episodes of Sailor Moon, Sailor V is that, like, pure 100%. As far as the manga, I like Codename Sailor V more than I like Sailor Moon. I did when I was younger, too, actually. I don't know oh, if I'd thanks, still feel thanks, the same way now. Thanks, Leanne. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're, that's because you're a child. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I have not compared them recently, but they are so fun. The Sailor V. It's like if you took Sailor Moon and made it super pulpy and took out all the existential crisis stuff, which again, it's great. But like if you wanted just the the fun loving stuff, you really liked the anime, then then absolutely read Sailor V. It's it's so great. (laughs) There's an there's an issue where the Dark Kingdom uh, makes a video game and Sailor V gets sucked into the video game. And like her version of Umino is like trying to play the video game while she's in she it like, battling against the monster. She has like a rival news reporter who's trying to out her identity, I think. I mean, it's very superhero-y. And she <laughs> like, has the she has the police commissioner who is in love with her. Yeah. Yeah. And does, <laughs> doesn't he moonlight as Ace, the, the guy in formal wear with playing cards that he throws? No, or no, something? No. <laughs> no, she, uh, the, the, the head of the special section uh, who uh, is in charge of kind of investigating and bringing down Sailor V because they think she might be a criminal, is a woman, a grown woman. Oh, yeah, no. Who has Who's that giant her. framed picture of Sailor V behind a curtain. So that's people right. leave her office, she can get hard eyes and look at it. Yeah, that's right. She's like, I'm going to uh, take that Sailor V. Please leave the office, please. And then she pulls it down and she like kisses the phone. And she's like, oh, my God, you're the best. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, Ace was a separate, separate one. Separate guy. Ace was a separate guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I first read this, I think it was in Japanese before I knew Japanese. <laughs> Take everything I say with a grain of salt. It's 15 I mean, years in a language barrier. The other reason that uh, <laughs> that we would recommend reading uh, Codename Sailor V if you like Sailor Venus is that she's not really in this episode practically at all. No, <laughs> she's not. That's like it. Like all the other episodes... Like we've had three episodes introducing Sailor uh, Senshi at this point. Like the the Amy episode, it, Amy's in like it opens with him going, "Hey, who got that super high score on the test?" <laughs> like Ray's episode is like, "Hey, who's that hot girl on the bus?" You know, Jupiter's episode, "Hey, it's my first day at school." 
Venus shows up in the last 10 seconds of this episode. It's another giant spoiler title. (laughs) Like, let's reveal the deus ex machina in the title. Well, again, that's very superhero-y, right? Like, your first appearance is, like, on the last page, and then they actually talk about you next. Like, it's it's very, it's kind of a uh, move away from the the structure. And she also kind of walks in like a living god, too, and she's like, I'm Sailor Venus, and she's got, like, the wind blowing her hair, and they use a crazy light box effect behind her. But I'll tell you, when I, as a result of all of this, when I, that is why she was my least favorite scout when uh, when I first watched the show because she mm-hmm. just got no attention. You, you yeah. every other scout you get to know them really well, and yeah. I was just like, and then there's Sailor Venus who just is there. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until I watched you know the entire series and you get to other episodes later that are like really focusing on her, and it's like, oh, actually she's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you think that's a function of the show coming out for an audience that would have had access to this entire other thing where Sailor V exists, like? You know- the, the could have gone and read 400 pages of Sailor V. What you said earlier about how Sailor V and Sailor Moon were kind of the same person, they were sort of an archetype. I think when they started the anime, they probably wanted to distinguish them better. So they made Sailor Venus be sort of the serious, important one. Right. And then after a while, they're like, eh, screw it. She's like, like, they're just basically sisters and they go do the same wacky stuff. And so I think they didn't really know what to do with her. You know what I mean? In this episode and in next episode, uh, she doesn't act like the Sailor Venus that I know she will be. She she, she did. She she comes in and she, well, I mean, we'll get to it, but she comes in and she's very no nonsense. Like, let's get stuff done. And it's like, "Mm, okay, I guess that could be her. And my favorite part of that is that, not to get ahead of ourselves, but I think it's in the next episode where Artemis, like, like she's everybody's like, oh my God, you're Sailor Venus. And Artemis is like, oh, she's the moon princess. You show her some respect. <laughs> and like, yeah, I don't think Usagi ever gets an apology for that. <laughs> Very upsetting. So, do we have any listener questions before we jump into the episode? We do. Because we've been, we've been talking around this episode quite a bit. Well, you know what? Let me see. I'll try to do one or two. Genevieve wrote in to ask us... Uh, do we have a favorite one appearance only character? Uh, like besides all the monsters? I guess that it would also include the monsters, but uh, sure. Let's say besides the monsters, because we do talk about the monsters a lot. I love, uh, I mean, again, I'm terrible with names. I love Piano Dude, <laughs> if you remember. Uh, uh, what, Yusuke Yamada? Yes. The, uh, the musician? Yes, he was terrific. Episode? He was terrific. Um, like, uh, I like, uh, I like Ray's mean friends <laughs> in... <laughs> In her episode where we finally see her at school, which she's trying to put on like the big, the big talent show. Mm-hmm. Raise me and friends are pretty good. I like uh, Rui, the tennis player, but only because she is in the episode where you saw you get turned into a tennis ball. And that's my favorite. So. Uh, in the this Rainbow Crystals arc, I really like the guy who was telekinesis and used to steal toys out of the toy catching machine. <laughs> the crane that, like, game he troll. Been, Joe the crane game troll. Yeah, like he could have been doing so many great things with that power. And instead he's like, I'm going to steal small toys. <laughs> Small crappy toys. Oh, so pointless. Well, I feel uh, like that could be a manga in itself. It's like the mo- the mundane uses of your superpower and how this guy has to like learn to stop being a jerk and like you know maybe think about the ethics of what he's doing or at least have a better application. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you when you said that, that would be a manga in itself. I thought you were gonna say like a really really serious like best crane game player. <laughs> oh, like manga. Shonen be the yeah, best. Yeah. Oh yeah, because oh, he's man. got the one special skill that. Like- <laughs> I, w- I would love to read the manga where crane games are the most important thing in the world. You know, it's probably going to come... Like, a lot of shonen is kind of self-parodying at this point. So, like, yeah, you might see that one day. <laughs> that's great. Um, so that's fine. I may not be able to win the crane game, but I'm going to try my best. Yeah. And all of you will believe in me. But he'll have one skill that kind of gives him an edge over the competition. It'll be like he can see and his three-dimensional sight is, like, slightly better than someone else's. <laughs> 
or he, oh no, he could probably feel the vibrations through the machine and like know what direction. I don't know. You know, it'll be something like that. We we always joke about calling it the solar hands. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the baking shonen called Yakitate Japan, where his hands were like three degrees warmer than everyone else's. So oh, he, no. when he needed dough, he had some sort of an advantage because he was heating it while. It, <laughs> It was called the Solar there, Hands. Why is there so much cooking manga? <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, it's, it's great. Cooking manga is awesome. I read, uh, what was the one I read? Iron Walk Jan. Oh my God, that one is so good. I but love it's how it. he's, he's the worst person in the world <laughs> and also a great chef. It's so, yeah, it's exactly. He's just like this cutthroat. He wants to be, what is it? The best Chinese food cook in Japan. And he's so cutthroat. He, th- there's one part where he, doesn't he uh, deep fry a shark alive? <laughs> Well, I know at one point there was some judge that was giving him trouble, so he like cooked and served her dog to her without and got like perfect score. I mean, something, it was so ridiculous. It was like all those shonen series, except with like a horrible human being as like the lead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God, that was a long time ago, dude. I can't believe you read that. I mean, that went out of print like 10 years ago. Yeah, I know. I don't remember why I read it. Somebody recommended it to me and I bought like the entire series like at once. I just bought the whole thing from someone and I was like, all right, I'll read that. It was great. <laughs> Here's a question from James Fletcher, although it's it's more of a of a, a educational thing than a question. Hey, did you guys know that Kiyohiko Azuma, creator of Azumanga Daio and Yatsuba, made Sailor Moon fan comics? Oh my I did God. know that. You did know that? I did know that. I did oh not know God. that. Oh my God. Neither did I. Tell they us about it, Chris. Fight, were they? <laughs> uh, I I think that he like I might have this completely wrong. <laughs> That's the best kind of fact. This is this is something that I've heard, but I I, I have heard that Kyuhiko Azuma, like as a as a uh, younger man, uh, did Sailor Moon uh, uh, hentai doujinshis. Oh my! Uh, and I don't know if that's true. So, uh, but I, I don't know if they were all like that or not. Mm. I mean, but, like but a is... lot of people have something like that in their past. Like, is yeah. that they're a young man. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They learned how to draw um, a boob and they're like, well, then that's all I can draw for a while. I got to get good at it. I mean, like, practice makes perfect, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, look, look, if I had any artistic skill at all, that is what I would have done for my 20s. <laughs> yeah. Fun times. Uh, but I did know, like, and I did know that. Um, and if you, anyone out there, like, hasn't read Yatsuba, which is probably even, even more than, than Sailor Moon, it's probably my favorite manga of all time. And it, it could not be further from hentai. <laughs> Like yeah, at all. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Azumanga Dayo, I think is, is it's, it took me a long time to warm up to it because of the format uh, that I think we, I think we've talked about this before, like that it's done as four panel strips. And I kept waiting for the joke yeah. at the end that never came. Uh, and then I believe they switched uh, translators halfway through. So I think if you get the ADV version, like the first two volumes are one translator and the second two are another. And there is kind of a dramatic shift, but it is very character driven and very, uh, there are a lot of very uh, enjoyable and interesting characters in Azumanga. Uh, yes. and, and like I said, like I always assumed that, you know, Sailor Moon is the other half of the classroom in Azumanga Dayo. Like, <laughs> Azumanga Dayo is, is Haruna and the other students. Well, I mean, Azumanga is one of the earlier examples of, like, modern moe. And, you know, it's it's a good series. definitely is. But I think it's important to make the distinction between something like Sailor Moon and moe. And this is also what happens in, like, Madoka, which is another, like, really big magical girl series right mm-hmm, now. That mm-hmm. the intent of why it was written and who it was written to um, changes drastically because um, Azumanga... I, I mean, I think that ran in a scene in magazine... Again, Azumanga is a good example of a moe that kind of appealed to a lot of people. Uh, it, you know, did a good job of like well-rounded characters and it wasn't filthy for no reason and blah, blah, blah. As opposed to like Sailor Moon that was at all points intending, at all at all times it was marketed to women. Like it was written by women. It was um, sold to them in a, a girl's magazine. The events were like girl heavy and stuff. It had a huge male fan base, obviously. And the animation staff was majority male. And I 
remember Naoko Takauchi talking about that, that there was like a slightly, you know, you could see the different perspective because the manga is written by a woman and the animation staff was mostly male. So I, I can see kind of the argument there that Azumanga and Sailor Moon have that overlap, but I think it's an important distinction still to make that like this is a slightly voyeuristic but charming look at kind of girls from an outsider's perspective and Sailor Moon was like deep all up in with like this is like girl life. This isn't like somebody looking from the outside like you are like Usagi's like your classmate and you go hang out with her on the weekends or you are Usagi and you know but anyway that's my genre rant for today. No I, I appreciate that. That's totally cool. <laughs> but uh, I do love Azumanga. That one didn't. It's it's a version. It is a Moe series that did not make me recoil in horror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird because I'd never like I had never thought of it like that. But I, you, I mean, you're exactly right. <laughs> like that is what it is. So it was early enough too, and I think also the way it was marketed over here that like a lot of people don't think of it as moe. I mean, I have to double check what magazine it ran in, but I'm pretty sure it was a seinen mag. And it's it's such a good example of the genre that like you know I know tons of women who like it. But I also found it very interesting that when Azumanga came out, it was like dudes were naturally kind of into it more than women were. Like I noticed that kind of anecdotally. Like my male friends were like really into Azumanga. Um, and they were like, oh my God, this is so cute. Is it weird to say it's so cute? Like, these girls are so cute. I want to like take them home and father them, you know, like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> take them home and father them. All yeah. right. Uh, interesting. <laughs> uh, we don't have, oddly enough, we don't have a lot of questions. So people should write into us at, uh, at Sailor Business on Twitter with more questions for us to answer. Um, but I do want to mention that uh, Andy Smith did write in to say to me uh, that he's not sure how I can be so oblivious to the uh, Ami Makoto pairing that Chris is so, so thinks is obvious. Oh. <laughs> um, no, I just. Yeah, that's, that, that happens, bro. I, I don't that's know, man. There. I don't know. We'll see. That's text. Oh, well, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, oh, and I do also want to mention, uh, we, 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 we helped, uh, we helped connect someone with an artist that they liked, uh, because, uh, somebody had bought a, a Sailor Mercury, uh, image that someone that at a convention and, uh, didn't know where it had come from and wanted to get the rest of the scouts. And that was Dominic, uh, Kioli wrote into us and I retweeted it and somebody said, Hey, that's my friend and hooked them up. And now they've bought all the, all the different scouts prints, which is pretty great. Aww. Some nice stuff. So like I said, right into us at Sailor Business. We have lots of time to answer cool questions and it will be much fun. Yeah. And let me know if I'm wrong about uh, Kyohiko Zuma too. Like feel oh, free please. feel free to correct us. Uh, and, t- now, and write in if you watch... think Chris is crazy that it's Ami I mean, Makoto because clearly no, she's into that's... that guy. The, the test no, guy. No, she <laughs> could not be less into that guy. Could not be less. Uh, but now we're going to watch episode 33, uh, Enter Venus, The Last Sailor Guardian. It is on Hulu if you would like to watch along with us. Uh, it's also available on DVD and Blu-ray. The Blu-rays are kind of a ripoff. TBQH. Uh, <laughs> if you're just joining us, our heroine is Yusagi Tsukino. She is 14 years old. She's a cancer. Her blood type is O. Birthday's coming up. Birthday's <laughs> coming up uh, next month. We got two months to figure out uh, Usagi's birthday. Celebration. Make uh, a cake and eat the entire thing in one sitting as she would. <laughs> That's a great idea. I uh, I feel like I could do that. Uh, she is secretly uh, the pretty guardian Sailor Moon, uh, who has been tasked by a talking cat from the past slash outer space to find the legendary silver crystal before the, her enemies in the Dark Kingdom can do so. It's hard work. Uh, it is hard work. But fortunately, she has some allies. We have uh, Ami Mizuno, the kind-hearted girl genius. We have uh, Reihino, the hot-headed psychic. Uh, we have of, uh, Makoto Kino, who is Sailor Jupiter, who can throw lightning out of her hands and 
knows about pro wrestling and kung fu. Ami is Sailor Mercury and Rey is Sailor Mars. I think I skipped over that crucial bit of information. Mm. Uh, so now we've got four Sailor Guardians. Uh, on the bad guys side, we have the Dark Kingdom. Uh, the last two remaining of the four kings of heaven, uh, Zoosite and uh, uh, Kunzite. I keep wanting to call Malachite. That's that's my mm. that's the one Malachite's that I keep better. Yeah. It's such a better name. It's such a better name. Uh, Zoosite and Kunzite are uh, also trying to uh, get that legendary silver crystal. And so is Tuxedo Mask, who hears voices in his head and throws flowers. Uh, and I think that brings everybody up to speed, right? Have, <laughs> no, we ever no talked about, information. have we ever talked about why they're called the Kings of Heaven? Because I totally don't get that. I don't know, but um, um. I listened to a podcast called uh, uh, Super Sentai Bros, colon, Live and Let Die Ranger, which is about uh, <laughs> Gosei Sentai Die Ranger, the 1993 Super Sentai show. And they have mentioned that there are villains in that that are called the Four Kings of Heaven. <laughs> So, that's really like, weird like, too. I don't know if that's just a thing. Like <laughs> that is just a Good cultural question. thing. Weird. Right, right into us at Sailor Business. Explain the show to us because we have no <laughs> idea what we're talking about. Uh, let's see. Well, the four uh, the four heavenly kings, according to Wikipedia, are four gods in the Buddhist faith uh, oh, okay. who watch over the each cardinal direction of the world. So I guess that would be like you know that is that is a thing you would call yourself if you wanted to sound awesome. Yeah, but again, we, they made them the bad guys. <laughs> that sounds like a good guy situation. Hmm. <laughs> and it's not because they were like in the manga they were like uh they were good originally right. and they had been turned evil and they were like tuxedo masks guard and yeah so i'm wondering just if they're like eh, give them this name different intent but they're also named jewels because they had rock forms in the manga <laughs> they did well when i they remember that of, well they sort of died at one point and mamoru had these four rocks and he would talk to them sometimes <laughs> I, I think it was, might have only been like one scene. That's amazing. But I think that, yeah, I think they might have like when they died, they just became a stone and he put it in his pocket or something. It wasn't like a big plot point, but. Kind of like when she kills the monsters, they turn into dust. Like maybe if she killed them more gently, they'd turn into rocks. <laughs> <laughs> well, these guys were like named after rocks. So right. uh, either that or he just like went to the geology store crying and he's like, I need a, <laughs> something to remember them by. <laughs> right. And so like, they were named like after the, idea of the geology store. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have those here in the South. That might be a Northern thing. He went to the Museum of Natural History gift shop and he bought rocks. Uh, so uh, we open in the Dark Kingdom where uh, watching <laughs> the tapes. Site is watching some tapes of uh, Nephrite getting killed, which I assume is uh, what he does to cheer himself up when he's feeling down. Yeah, I mean, you know that he rewinds the part where like Nephrite dies and like, yeah, again, <laughs> that's the money shot. Because <laughs> he hated Nephrite so much. Yeah, fuck that guy. Uh, it's actually not his death scene. It's it's a scene of one of his uh, one of his defeats. Oh right. Uh, and oh, yeah. the reason he is watching is because uh, the Zoosite, who is I would say probably I, I guess Kunzite's the smartest one, but Zoosite is the one who figures things out. Zoosite's yeah. like, hey, we almost kill Sailor Moon like every week, <laughs> and then this dude shows up and throws flowers at us. And then she wins. Uh, so there's this great scene where uh, Zoosite is watching the tapes and Beryl shows up, Queen Beryl, and is like, uh, I don't really want to watch my henchmen get murdered. <laughs> and Zoosite gives her a side eye like you would not believe. It is amazing. Well, I listen, I don't want to always be creepy, but there's also this crazy shot of her boobs. <laughs> 
of Queen Beryl's cleavage, like this crazy close up of her cleavage, which was super weird as she's like, yeah, I've heard other people rip. I didn't remember it, but I've like on the Hulu, I was reading the comments earlier and somebody mentioned that they're like, do they just really like showing Queen Beryl's boobs? This is like a thing. <laughs> it was very, cause it's, I mean, again, we don't get that many shots of her costume because she's usually just sitting behind again, the crystal ball and waving her hands around. Yeah. Gotta work that ball. This is the Gotta first time I remember seeing the middle section of her chest clearly. And it's like, Oh yeah, there's a lot of exposed boob there. <laughs> it's really weird. Yeah. I will say I love Queen Barrel's design. I think, Oh like, yeah, I think Queen Barrel's design is awesome. Well, it's she's so got complicated. Like, yeah, it's like a re- like a corset style, really revealing around her breasts, but they're like claws around her breasts. I mean, like, so it's like also really threatening. <laughs> I yeah, never noticed that Hulu like, had comments before. <laughs> yeah, you can scroll down. She's got the she's got the shoulder horns. She's got ear horns. Yeah, uh, she's Very like jagged. wearing a yeah, but she's wearing a, a ball gown, like she's wearing a prom dress. <laughs> also, isn't she like I love, eight feet tall? Is she? There's one shot where she's standing next to Endymion and she's like towering over him. But I don't know if she was on a platform or floating or something. But Keep an eye out for it. Yeah. Look, we, we have the book. We can look up Queen Beryl's height. Oh, right. That's right. From I don't know. Oh, yeah. Beryl's the height the fan book. Yeah. Kunzai shows up, uh, rocking a little rocking a little bit of He's He's unzipped his uh, uniform a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> showing a little, speaking of showing chest, uh, this is an all chest showing scene. Yeah, Kunzai also true. accessorizes with a, a cape, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he always have a cape? No, I don't know. I feel like he does. No, no. He, he does. I mean, he does, like, yeah. He, he has it in the prom picture. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think because, like, he's the senior of the generals. So, like, they all have, they, I mean, they all have very similar uniforms, like slightly different color on the trim. But, yeah, he, you can tell that he's, like, the important one because he opens it up to flash a little bit of waxed chest. And then he's got, like, his cape. He looks like a villain from a Sega Genesis game. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I do want to mention so, this scene. We still do have like a zillion people just standing around watching all this happen, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah. The Dark uh, Kingdom. The weird random crowds of people that we don't ever know who the hell they are. Um, this yeah, is I going guess, to be. Nobody ever goes, hey, maybe we should all go attack. <laughs> nope. We, we have an <laughs> army. There you know? are a hundred of us. Because, well, here's the thing, and this is going to be recurring through this episode. This plan sucks. I th- I think this plan sucks. It's a ridiculous plan, and it's overly convoluted, and I don't get it. I don't understand why it works as well as it does. It doesn't make any sense. There's a very important reason. Because <laughs> they are stupid and very trusting and don't learn from whatever they learned. Like, whatever happened to them five minutes ago, they still do not learn, which we'll go into over the course of this episode. Um, oh, I did want to mention one of the things that... Uh, uh, that Malachite says in the Deke dub was talking about the plan that, that he has. Although, yeah, it's his plan in, in the Deke dub, by the way. Zoysite is like, I don't know. We're going to do something. And Malachite shows up and goes, I got an idea. Um, but he talks about his plan and he says, uh, it's going to take a lot of energy, but it's going to be worth it. So I was like, oh, that's interesting that they're like bringing that up again. Like, remember how we wanted energy? We, you know, this we're going to have to spend energy, but we'll, we'll, we'll kill Sailor Moon. It's, it's going to take a lot of energy. Someone fetch me Naru Osaka. <laughs> She's just a oh, brother, not again. Human yeah. battery. Yeah, basically. A gun in uh, this episode. Oh, wait, before before, oh, we, get before gun, we get to the gun. Okay. The gun I, this is another one of those scenes where uh, uh, everyone's standing around talking about how they're going to kill Sailor Moon. Yeah. And then Zoosite just like kind of love glares at Gunsight and goes, I'm only doing this for you. <laughs> Like, uh, Zoosite, not really into, like, evil, yes, not really into the whole Dark Kingdom thing. Mainly just yeah. there to meet dudes. 
one dude yeah, in particular. Yeah, he's very he's very sort of self-involved, but I think that's part of the reason why he gets so close to succeeding so many times, like that he's like shrewd, right? He's like one of those like sneaky villains who would like doesn't have any lines that he won't cross and, you know, the only thing that he wants is like to impress his boyfriend who is also evil. So like <laughs> There's no greater cause. Like, why does he need a greater cause? Like, the greater cause brings you down a lot of the time when you're trying to, like, get stuff done. So, uh, I think this is a... I do think this is a discussion for next week's show, since since we really need to get through this episode at this point. Yes, no, you're But I do do really want to hear your thoughts on whether... Like, we have had a debate over the past couple episodes. Like, does does Kunzai even care about Zoocyte at (laughs) all? So oh, I do yeah. want to hear that. Yeah. But for now, shotgun. Shotgun. Yeah. Gun, gun. When I heard gunshots go off in this episode, I was like, what? 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 <laughs> That's yeah. not Sailor Moon. Um, but this raises the question. So someone is robbing a, I don't know, something. A it's store. a bank. It's a bank? It's a okay. Bank. It doesn't look yeah. very bank-like to me, but fine. It does not. There's a cash register. Right. Which you don't have at a bank. But it is... <laughs> It is, according to the uh, the sign, it is the Tozai Bank. Okay. So he's robbing a bank with a shotgun, and a boomerang knocks the shotgun out of his hand, and we find out that sort of Sailor Moon is defeating him. Now, this is, again, a case of... Another case of the the, uh, the Dark Kingdom being colorblind, because <laughs> in impersonating Sailor Moon, they've got the colors just wrong a little bit. Uh, blue and purple instead of blue and red. I, I remember how... <laughs> Remember how uh, Queen Beryl insisted, that, well, I guess this did not actually happen on the show, but remember how uh, Jedi was like, oh yeah, only 666 passengers can get on this boat? Right, 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 right. <laughs> uh, I feel like they, they, made, yeah, they made a Sailor Moon costume and they brought it to Queen Beryl and she was like, mm, not evil enough, better to use some <laughs> muted colors, better use some secondaries, guys. And it's funny you say, when, when you said they made a Sailor Moon costume, my instinct was to go, no, it's magic. And then I remembered, no, later we find out it's oh. physically a costume. He throws it on the ground. This- this is an actual costume that is worn over a somewhat baggy general's outfit. A, a full military uniform with jack boots. So what this raises the question to me is, why isn't Sailor Moon doing this? Uh, and I, I understand that's kind of the joke of the episodes. Everybody's going like, but like, we actually literally never, this Sailor Moon is fighting crime. And it's yeah. like, Sailor Moon doesn't fight crime. That's not what she does. And yeah. after this episode, shouldn't they be like, I feel guilty. We should really fight some crime. There's people getting <laughs> robbed and killed and stuff, and we do nothing. Well, here's my, here's my thought on this, Jordan. I think there's two reasons. One, she's 14. <laughs> sure. <laughs> two, I assume this is not at all in the in the show. And watching the show back, like I remember this episode from when I was a kid, but like watching this, watching it back to talk about it on the show, uh, I assumed that these were all like the Dark Kingdom was arranging these crimes to be stopped. But uh, it was a golden age dead shot sort of situation. You may be right. I mean, definitely the second thing she stops is, but it's there's no evidence that the bank robber. Yeah, the bank robber is like they, you know, Luna sees the news report where it's just like, oh, yeah, this was a bank robber who was then arrested. It's not a, a Dark Kingdom monster. It's not a Yoma. It's just a dude who tried yeah. to rob a bank with a gun. And also and Sailor Moon, quote unquote Sailor Moon, is just standing there getting filmed and her picture taken a million times. <laughs> yeah. It's like waving. <laughs> so it's like, whoa, 
now Sailor Moon is super public. But everybody yeah. seems that nobody's like this new person, Sailor Moon. They all still know who she is already. Um, at any rate. Which is weird because at the beginning of this show, everyone, like, no one knew it was Sailor Moon because everyone was in a fucking coma <laughs> all the time. <laughs> but everybody just, just, like, remember the early episodes where they were like, oh, it must have been Sailor V. Right. Uh, right. Who saved us. That narrative changes over time. They do start saying, like, oh, Sailor Moon. Like, well, yeah, you know, like her brother yeah, has exactly. like a thing for Sailor Moon. Yeah. <laughs> His brother is. <laughs> Uncomfortably. Yes. Well, I think also, and this is probably thinking way too hard on it, but when you have to look at how much time a human being has to fight evil, like the Sailor Scouts or Senshi are optimized to fight a particular kind of crime that no one else can, which is... It's not really a crime. Stuff. <laughs> Energy well, I mean, theft, I guess. Yeah, like, there's, like monsters are going around and knocking over buildings and stuff. So I wouldn't say that it's like <laughs> completely not crime, but sure. it is like public destruction, like chaos and stuff. So if they got to pick one that they're going to do, it's like, let's do the one that the cops... <laughs> can't really do much about because they don't have a moon healing wand i guess again it's it's just that my you know my ultimate <laughs> i would have loved to see her try to moon heal that bank robber <laughs> yeah exactly. just, like, he becomes like, better oh my god yeah. i was i was wrong to do this well yeah you know it's interesting because there are a lot of supernatural series that have that same argument that you have like special weapons and magic that fight a particular kind of foe but doesn't work on other kinds of foes you know so like if they're fighting physical weapons with like healing magic it's not going to do anything to them at the same time you can't use a gun against like mountain but okay this is not worth thinking about too hard (laughs) i mean i guess guess the short version is that sailor moon needs to uh fight evil by moonlight (laughs) and win love by daylight (laughs) It, well, yeah. I mean, it's just because, again, like to me, like my my ultimate favorite superhero, my number one, number one favorite superhero is Spider-Man. And it's very obviously a very, very different attitude. Like Spider-Man would feel guilty about every crime he didn't ever stop. Whereas Usagi yeah. is just munching away on custards <laughs> going, this is great. That's so beautiful. Yeah, because she's like, oh, my God, this is how regular schoolgirls should. It says now this is how a schoolgirl should spend her day off. That's what the sub I'm looking at right now. And it's like this juxtaposition where she's like, oh, finally a break. And then open up this entire new school of things she should be doing like no wonder she's depressed people are like oh look at what Sailor Moon's doing now and it's like this is my one day off and then we well this is that the is thing a- the next scene is is illustrates it because again like you said yeah. we, we, we come into the scene she's she's double fisting custards or whatever these things it are it is an amazing I think they're crepes but it is an amazing crepes, scene yeah, transition like she's, she's where, chowing like, down Luna's watching the TV show and like the reporter on TV is, is literally like, like there's you know there's a new hero in town or whatever and Justice never sleeps or something something and then it immediately transitions to sailor moon with crepes in each hand shoving them into her face with like cream on her face yeah it is this is what makes sailor moon such a great show right so she's walking along with makoto uh and they're just hanging out downtown or whatever uh and you makoto very sporty today absolutely sporty uh baseball cap hoodie baseball cap uh sorry very sporty uh didn't stop an outfit we have seen before (laughs) okay Uh, both rocking some acid wash denim so we pan up to find there's a window washer uh, coincidentally washing a window right outside of a building where Mamoru is in looking at them and in comes this is where you talk about that the Sailor Moon the, the Dark Kingdom is setting up the stuff in comes a bunch of shards which we at some point will learn that uh, uh, Zoisite controls shards come in and they cut the, the ropes and the window washers are falling and they're going to you know fall to their death now here's the here's what I'm saying this really illustrates it because the real Sailor Moon is there and she does yeah. nothing <laughs> yeah 
she covers she puts her hands up so she doesn't get splatted on by them yeah no she she covers her head like because like (laughs) it's not like the fake sailor moon comes in and saves this guy immediately she has plenty of time to react her reaction is like duck and cover (laughs) yeah so because then obviously yeah fake fake sailor moon swings in on a rope and saves them and becoming a hero everybody's like yay and and yusagi and makoto are like uh what what's going on but yeah sailor moon totally could have i mean again i don't know sailor moon's powers don't necessarily lend themselves to catching falling dudes but still she didn't even remotely try <laughs> you never you never want to try to catch a window washer until at least an hour after you just double fisted crepes <laughs> And to be fair, Darian Memoro doesn't do anything either. He just looks out the window going, oh, this is terrible. (laughs) Well, in in his argument, there's like glass. I I would say his argument. Yeah, there's glass. What is he going to do? Like punch through the glass and jump through? (laughs) Yeah, with his extendo cane. Yeah, but I mean, also Also, everyone would know who he is. Like Sailor Moon could have jumped into a telephone booth like like Superman style, but she chose not to. (laughs) At this point, though, can Memoru control his transformations? Well, he does next episode. Yes. So I know he does next episode. I would assume so. But, so yeah, probably. nothing changes between. He didn't get a new crystal or anything. So I would think. I think at this point he's at the same place Although, he's in next. Wait episode. a minute. It might be triggered by her being in danger. So maybe he couldn't. Anyway, you could be right. She's not in that much danger when he transforms next episode. I don't know. It's hard to say. <laughs> well, she's not in the. So okay. Sailor Moon uh, or Isagi Tsukino breaks down sobbing in the street with custard still on her face. <laughs> yes. Uh, true. About like, about, oh, God, now I got to deal with somebody pretending to be Sailor Moon. But again, now I'm in an evil opposite episode. She's oh upset about her reputation when it's like this girl's doing wonders for your reputation. <laughs> She's doing great stuff. Now they're going to expect that. Because I think her reaction there is amazing, where they're like, Sailor Moon's amazing, and she starts crying. And she's like, my reputation. Now people are going to think Sailor Moon is amazing, and I have to live up to that. Like, that's such a beautiful reaction that you would only find in such an amazing show. Where it's like, I was just, I was going to go out shopping. I was going to go have, now everybody thinks I'm a hero, and I got to be, like, she doesn't really like being Sailor Moon, just in general. That's true. She's like, you know, I want to go do other things, other things than this. And as she's Uh, weeping, we see... We see Mina but here's the other part of the show. Not only was the real Sailor Moon there, the real <laughs> Sailor V was there. Yep, yep yeah. she was there too. The one this who actually really- fights crime. <laughs> well, falling to your death is not a crime. So she was yeah. like, they're free to do it. Or, or is it or is it the highest crime? <laughs> Think about that, Jordan. <laughs> That's ridiculous. So yeah, this is our first shot of uh of Minako, who I, I love. I love that she wears a just slightly different uh, Sailor Fuku than yeah. than Usagi and, and Naru and Amy do. Like she's got the she's at a different the, school. She doesn't have the bow. She's got the bandana. Yeah, she right. goes to a different school. Um, I, I really like. I love the the kind of subtle variations in their designs. Doesn't she end up transferring uh, in though at some point? You know, I think that in Sailor Stars, there's like when they start high school, oh, they're all okay. at the same school and they all share the same uniform, except for maybe uh, Mars, and they're like really excited. And and it's actually really cute. That was like the first one of the first episodes of Stars, I think. Where they're like, we're all going to be together in the same school, which is cute because it shows that you know a cohesive unit and stuff. But yeah, in the beginning, they're just kind of a mishmash of all these different schools, and that's really fun too. I think it makes it feel more expansive. Like these are girls from all over the city who had nothing to do with each other, um, and then the few pe- classmates like Usagi and Amy, they they are I mean they have a special bond, you know, because yeah. they're like, well, we have math class together, and that's nice. A little variety. 
So fake Sailor Moon runs away. And at this point, I mean, again, we've already revealed that who fake Sailor Moon is, but <laughs> it's fine. At this point, fake Sailor Moon runs away and Kunzite's like, I'll get you, which is weird, but all right, fine. Well, he's talking to Tuxedo Mask. <laughs> right. Okay. Who's, who's following fake Sailor Moon? Which I guess that they're trying to, I guess they're trying to lure, like they're not really trying to do anything with Sailor Moon specifically. They're trying to lure Tuxedo Mask out of hiding. Yeah, that's but all they're, they're really not putting. They're not putting their Sailor Moon in danger. They do later in this episode, but right now they've just got, you know, fake Sailor Moon. Like, Tuxedo Mask's not going to show up when she's doing well. <laughs> this is well, why yeah, I'm think- saying this is a terrible plan. It makes no sense. What is well, the point? It is overly complicated. I think they're trying to establish that this slightly color-swapped Sailor Moon is like Legit? the real Sailor Moon. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. Why Why this whole section? So just do it. <laughs> just make her look exactly like Sailor Moon, and then yeah. <laughs> you don't have to do any of this. Because yeah. at some point, because then they also say it when they're talking to Beryl. Well, the real problem is you know, how do you separate him from the Sailor Scouts? So it's yeah. again, it's just so overly complicated. So anyway, yeah. the Sailor Scouts are also trying to find her. Um, again, although, okay, they don't transform. I don't know why. We're looking for yeah. a fake Sailor Moon, but let's just do it in our normal clothes. All right. I also like that this is like, this is another example of this show acting like it has a budget. <laughs> like, because they go to the docks and they're like the same docks that they film Super Sentai shows at. But it's a cartoon. Yeah. They could have gone anywhere. It didn't have to be these docks. <laughs> uh, but I, I do love that there's uh, the shots in the tubes. There's you know uh, yeah the shots of all the pipes yeah. that are like yeah. you know framing all the the scouts like the you know the James Bond gun barrel sequence I think they're really <laughs> cool. Uh, Ray has a really great outfit. Ray has like Ray is getting ready to go uh, fight the warriors. I think <laughs> uh, she's got on an an orange uh, turtleneck, a green a green jacket with the color popped and only the bottom button done, yep. but it's like too small. It's like a crop top jacket and the sleeves are too short and uh, like a like a dark blue miniskirt. It's like it's such a it is it is a technicolor nightmare of an outfit, but I love it. <laughs> My favorite part of this scene is when they catch Luna not knowing something. <laughs> And Luna is so embarrassed. They're like, hey, do you think this fake Sailor Moon is the fifth scout? And Luna's just like, like, just like spazzes out with not knowing. Uh, Wonderful. Uh, This is another episode where Luna's ears are out of control. (laughs) They're pretty big. They're pretty big. They are huge. She's about to take flight. (laughs) Uh, So they're at the docks. They hear a scream, which this is what they should have done first, I think. Yeah. I, I I guess the plot here is to let Memoru see Sailor Moon and then have him follow Sailor Moon so that he's where Sailor Moon is in danger. Yeah, but it's it, such again, a complicated plan. It just makes yeah. no it makes no sense. Because again, you know what you know what you definitely guarantee by using a fake Sailor Moon? That the real Sailor Moon's gonna come around. Yeah. Yeah. The just, real Sailor Moon's gonna show up. Just attack the real Sailor Moon and then do the switcheroo where you're like, oh, she's in that room and in that room is the fake Sailor Moon instead. Like she's really in the next you know what I mean? Just it you makes could have no been sense. a dark general with oh, thank like, you. Thank these you. skills. Jordite, that's me. Um, we're, try- we're trying to get Jordan to buy the outfit. <laughs> every Write in wear. if you want Jordan to buy a Dark Kingdom General outfit and wear it. I really would love to, but it would be so expensive. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, so fake Sailor Moon gets strung up on a crane. She's dangling from a crane, unconscious. Uh, and, it, and again, it's weird because they're playing it very much like... 
like we don't know this is a bad Sailor Moon, but we do. You know what I mean? Like they're making Kunzite look so evil, like, oh, I've got her. And and this is the first time that the scouts have met Kunzite, I guess, because they're like, oh, who's that? Is he, a, he looks like a bad guy. He dresses in that, you know, same outfit they all wear. Here's Here's my question. Do you think they had, yes, with shoulder pads. Do you think they had to wait for, uh, for the thunderstorm? Oh, sure. <laughs> they were like, like, this is three weeks later. Like, or they really dry lately. We can't, can't have the dramatic lighting like we need to make this really work. Well, or they made a thunderstorm. Well, no, because doesn't it? Because here's it the thing, the, right? Exactly. It, it, Eventually, like, it makes new danger. It, it hits, hits the, the crane thing that she's on. Yeah. But they never call that out until it like it hits the crane after they release her, and that made me go, "Oh, I guess that was dangerous." Like you're supposed to say that <laughs> ahead of time. Oh my god, the lightning's gonna hit that thing. We have to save her. And also, yeah. again, this whole thing is so weird because it's all these mixed emotions. Sailor Moon is running around going. I have to find this person and tell them to stop using my name. It's some bullshit. And then they see that she's tied up and they're like, we got to save her. And it's like, don't you assume she's a fake? Don't you assume she's some scam? Okay. No, they don't. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, my favorite thing about this is the Sailor Moon, like Yusagi goes, oh, we've got to save her. And Luna goes, this is probably a trap. Yeah. <laughs> like, Luna's just like, mm. Well, she's a fake Sailor Moon in a trap. There is no visible monster. Uh, and Yusagi just goes, uh, I don't care if it's a trap. I can't bear to watch Sailor Moon looking like that. Which is like, so, like, which is a weird and also completely understandable reaction to seeing yourself in danger. <laughs> yes and no. I think I like, think it's kind of narcissistic. I mean, Luna is obviously think- super right. And I feel like. If somebody if somebody showed me tied up, I'd go. Well, you know what? I know that that isn't me. <laughs> so you don't think you'd be a little? You don't think you'd think a little irrationally about that? I'd be super. Situation? I'd be super weirded out by the fact that someone was able to duplicate me in some way. But I wouldn't be like, I gotta save me. That's me in danger. <laughs> <laughs> Someone has to save me. Wait, I can save me. I don't know. I don't know. So then they all transform. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. Yeah. Everybody agrees with her for some reason, and nobody agrees with Luna. They don't have the shot of Luna slapping her head, but they totally should. Well, fair <laughs> minimum, they still think they think it might be the fifth Sailor Guardian. They think it might be, oh, you know, it, it might be a cosplayer that got trussed up by mistake. <laughs> like they have, they have a pretty good reason to want to save this person. Like you know, if if you if Tuxedo Mask saw Tuxedo Melvin trussed up, <laughs> yeah. like he should probably try and get, save him. No, he'd be mad. He'd be like, forget this. He'd probably be like, you know, stupid, dumb person, got yourself tied up, idiot. <laughs> no, he only reserves He'd that probably for like, one I person. I can't transform because Taylor was not in danger. Right, Sorry, exactly. kid. There you go. <laughs> so again, uh, the, the scouts all transform, and uh, for, first of all, that's where. <laughs> It's like, Ken, this is another... I, I hate when they do this, when they transform and they go, commercial. And I'm like, I, I, you do, do something Terrible else different break. first. Ugh. Anyway. Like, they could have moved up the act break by like 30 seconds and just had it be Sailor Moon seeing Sailor Moon trust up. Right. Mm. But no, they transform uh, first. I do like I do like that uh, when we come back from commercial, Sailor Moon appears in a flash of light and says, binding and hanging a girl like that is way too nasty. <laughs> Wow, definitely don't let Sailor Moon see the internet with her own name search because she will be horrified. (laughs) I'm already horrified on her behalf. Um, So what happens when they come back? So yeah, they they attack uh, and they save Sailor Moon. Oh God! Everybody, everybody gets a cool pose. Oh, is this the one where they they like list off all the? (laughs) In the the American one, it's like uh, you know. 
uh, in the name of the moon, I'll, she doesn't say I'll punish you. I don't think. And she goes like, uh, well, she says something like that. And then Mercury goes, and on behalf of Sailor Mercury. And then she's like, and on behalf of Mars and Jupiter. Yes. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I just think it's funny that I, I liked it that Sailor Mercury was like, yeah, she's going to do it on behalf of Sailor Mercury. I'll, I'll stay out of this. <laughs> <laughs> She's got it. For Sailor Moon, for Sailor Mercury, I'm Sailor Moon. Good night. <laughs> uh, Kunzite, uh, Kunzite starts a convergence. He, he puts them under the dome. Oh, right. Wait, did we get to... Oh, right, yeah, yeah. He traps them under a, a, a dark energy dome. And again... <sighs> Man, this this whole episode has the worst plans in the world. Because what we're going to see is that he has the ability to shrink this dome. And this, over the course of, like, 20 years, will kill them. <laughs> but, like, yeah. just do it faster. <laughs> just do it faster. What is the problem? Yeah, because like they're clearly the, uh, not trying to get Tuxedo Mask through this. It's like, oh, they showed up. Well, let's just kill them. That was two <laughs> birds with one stone. Nope. Yeah, they're just like trying to keep them occupied while they're. I mean, I get, maybe they figure if she's actually if she's in too much danger, like his danger sense will bring him to her instead. So we have to put her in minimal danger, <laughs> so the real sailor or so the fake sailor moon looks like she's in way more danger. <laughs> I like that they get trapped under the dome and Mars tries to use fire soul to blow their way out and it doesn't work. And Sagi just goes, "You're useless." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had one job. Like, you're you. Like, she literally says, "You're useless, Sailor Mars." <laughs> this, is that literally what she says? Yes. <laughs> no, yes. I Get a little dig in before they die. Good, good. She deserves it. <laughs> so, meanwhile, uh, at some point, uh, Tuxedo Mask transformed, and he's just running around blindly, going, "Gotta find her! Gotta find her! Gotta find her!" Sees Fake Sailor Moon, and is like, "Oh, there she is." Uh, and I, and again, I guess he's. Well, I like that he runs past her and then comes back. Did I, did, uh, <laughs> he does like a weird little double take. Like, whoops. Like, right, pipes, <laughs> well, you know why? Pipes, warehouses, Sailor Moon hung from a crane, more pipes. Oh, hang on. You know why? Because he's running towards the real Sailor Moon. His danger sense is oh, bringing her yeah, to the real Sailor right. Moon. And he's like, wait, wait, right. what, huh? Oh, I guess she's over there. Weird. Um, uh, so... <laughs> So he leaps 80 feet in the air, like you do. As always. Uh, and then cuts through the rope that's binding her with a cane. Could have done that like with that guy possible. who was hanging to his death. Oh, sure, he could have, yeah. <laughs> so now they well, you know what? that he could have saved him. Maybe that guy should have been Moon Rosie. How about that? <laughs> yeah, it's true. And, and, uh, and he lands safely and, and, and saves her. Hooray! End of episode. And then the plan works. <laughs> Uh, as uh, Tuxedo Mask is cradling fake Sailor Moon in his arms, uh, she suddenly produces a crystal and stabs him in the back, literally. With a crystal. Uh, with a crystal. Instead Which, of, like, like, enough, doesn't go for, like, a vital organ. It Doesn't it, like, get absorbed into him or something? Like, it does... I think it disappears. Oh, okay, it just the, disappears. The crystals that uh, Zoocyte threw at the uh, window washers also did That's this. That's true, yeah. dissolved acid, I guess. Um, well, they're, they're green and they are kind of steaming. So, according to my video game knowledge, that's acid. You know, again, maybe overthinking this, but I'm starting to think that maybe they kind of knew Tuxedo Mask only shows up when the real Sailor Moon is in danger, so they had to do this really complicated thing to get them all in the same place at the same time. Like, maybe that was kind of the point. Just attack her the normal way, though, is what I'm saying. Like, I I don't know. I I don't know. That's true. Okay. Because, again, it's so convoluted. Well, I guess, again, this gets you close enough to him. But but if the goal is to get the crystals... No, okay. I was going to say this is a dumb plan, but again... As we know, everybody carries the rainbow crystals around with them at all times. So all you're times, right. If yeah. you were able to kill him, you would just loot his corpse and he'd have them. So mm-hmm. never mind. 
so yeah, he's 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 hurt. Uh, and then we then Zoisite reveals that yes, as as we said, she she is uh, he is wearing a Sailor Moon costume over uh, over his entire dark dark king uh, shirt. Jacket, pants, boots, pants, boots, belt, gloves. Although before before he strips it off, we do get a Zoisite Sailor Moon panty shot first. So we do get an upskirt shot yeah. of, of fake Sailor Moon. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the. I, I mean, I'm telling you, like my favorite thing in the world is uh, in comics, and I think this happens on Brave and the Bold a couple times, where like some like Batman will be in disguise and he'll take off a mask and he will be Batman underneath with the ears, the cowl, the pointy ears. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The cow. That's my favorite thing in in the entire world. So seeing Zoicide do it is kind of delightful. It's pretty funny. Uh, oh, in the I, another thing in the dub for the entire rest of the episode, as as, as Zoicide is going up against Tuxedo Mask, uh, she in the dub is calling him Cape Boy. <laughs> All right, it's like cape your boy. boyfriend uh, has a cape. I mean, like- <laughs> that's a really good point. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Duh. Uh, he, he's a cape man. Nope. Oh, oh my. Oh, Malachi? Maybe she's going to think for sure. dudes in capes. Maybe it's a way of flirting. <laughs> there was definitely some sort of sexual undertone, um, I think. Well, I, I felt it in the dub, but I even see it in the, the Japanese version as well, that it's like evil flirtation sort of thing. Oh, absolutely. But, Especially in yeah. next episode, too. Oh, yeah. I would have loved to have read your adaptation. If your adaptations had gone this far, I would have loved to have seen your adaptation of this story. I'm not sure I would have wanted to see oh. <laughs> I came up with when I was 17. Uh, so, 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 uh, Zoisite makes herself a crystal sword. Well, and well first, Zoisite, like, has stabbed Tuxedo Mask. Like, there is blood. Like, he is stabbed in the, like, shoulder yeah. with a crystal. Yeah. And then Zoisite, instead of, like, continuing to stab, stab. him to death, <laughs> like, jumps up on the crate, uh, takes off his <laughs> Sailor Fuku, uh, and then is like, oh, I'll just go back to throwing rose petals. <laughs> Like also the cherry blossoms. I guess it is cherry blossom petals. I'll just go back to that. We don't need to keep on this thing that is actually working, do we? No? Okay. Uh, so that's when uh, Zoisite like makes finally makes a larger crystal. It is like a sword. And, and then, is but now then, chasing. Yeah, because he's gotten away already, or like a little bit, Zoisite just literally wrote the dock side, slashing apart all the crates and the bags of trying to crush stuff, him. just like destroying everything, trying to like, you know, screw him up. Yeah, crush him and stuff. That's actually a pretty good plan. Like, he's yeah. hiding, so he's like, well, I'll just bomb the place. You're hurt. You're slow. <laughs> now, okay, here is a part that needs some discussion, because it's going to involve some spoilers, but, like, I think I need to figure this out. We need to suss this out. <laughs> so, Zoisite's chasing around uh, Tuxedo Mask. His mask comes off. Now, let's put aside the moment that it sticks to his face with no way to hold itself on. It falls off his face. Uh, Queen Barrel is watching, sees his his face, and it goes, oh, oh, shit, I know that guy. I think it's because he's in Dimian. Is that your question? No, right. Like, again, so... <laughs> So, so she's recognizing him as Endymion from a, th- a million years ago, but she doesn't yeah. recognize Usagi as the princess. I don't think Usagi's ever been in her line of view, though. Like, you know what I mean? Maybe. Like, I don't think she just looks at random people in town. Which and, and also like, that oh. means does that mean that Darian looks like Endymion, but Tuxedo Mask doesn't? Does that mean that? Well, he's got a mask. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah. like, I think, Here's- for example, if Sailor Moon had, okay, because you're right, because she's like, if she didn't have the transformation magic on her, right. I don't know. I mean, it's a good point. His 
transformation magic thing clearly doesn't work the same way because right. he wears the mask. So um, <laughs> I, I think that's what this it is. is something uh, that comes up. This is something that comes up in the manga. Um, there's a couple of, of interesting and relevant things uh, that I, I will probably be better off talking about a few of them next episode. But uh, there is a scene where Usagi goes to like after Usagi finds out that Memoru is tuxedo mask, she goes to his apartment and you know he's Memoru in his Memoru clothes, you know, in his pleated pants and turtleneck. Uh, but he just has his tuxedo on the couch, like he has like. <laughs> In yeah, the manga, right. in the manga, Memoru doesn't transform. He doesn't have a yeah, pen. Yeah. He, you know, no cat showed up with something in its butt for him. Like yeah. he literally just bought a tuxedo and he wears a tuxedo and you know, he, he will like an put it on and runs around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other thing that's interesting in the manga, and I might be reading this completely wrong. So again, feel free to email us about this or, or hit us up at Sailor Business on Twitter. There's kind of a weird implication that Beryl's human. What? Yeah. Because uh, well, there's a part where you see her discover the dark kingdom like she like and you only see her in silhouette but she like um yeah. i'm trying to find the page in the manga but she like she's like has a little flashback about queen metallia because queen metallia is you know the the actual boss of the dark kingdom you see beryl like going into a cave in silhouette and she's like yeah and that's when i discovered the dark kingdom so like the dark kingdom is like underground in tokyo i guess uh <laughs> so i thought there was like this interesting thing like i had a moment reading that last night where i was like wait is is beryl like just a person like was Beryl like an archaeologist she should have tried well, moon, moon, moon healing on her there was a very brief reference in the manga that on, she was also on the moon kingdom and that she was already in love with Prince Endymion and oh that my. like okay yeah, it was like, I'm talking like two panels, guys. Like, this is how stuff in the manga happens, right? There'll be a reference, and you're like, what? There's like one picture that implies all this stuff, and then she never touches it again. <laughs> so I don't know if she was also reborn. Like, because she's a reincarnation as well, now in the... Oh, okay. Maybe. Yeah, that makes sense. So, like, she went bad back then, and then she gets reincarnated just like they all do, and then becomes this person who discovers the Dark Kingdom and goes, oh, this is my destiny. I think maybe, at least in the manga version, because they established in the anime that, like, well, it says they were frozen in and sent forward in time, but so were Endymion and, oh, they had to get reborn, though. I don't know. It's a tough one. Yeah. Well, this also goes back to the conversation that we were having last week of, like, you know, you know, if, if the Moon Kingdom was that long ago, how many times have the scouts been reborn? Like, yeah. and, and lived lives so that yeah. they were just never awoken by a guardian. Like, how many times has there, like, has Queen Beryl been reborn? How many times have the monsters been, you know, the, the great Yoma been reborn? Like, it's, 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 there's a lot of questions about this show. I'm telling you, they're King Arthur's Court. Single panels. Yeah, well, I, I thought, at least in the Deke version, they said that I'm sending all of you a thousand years in the future or whatever. So it was like they were all going to be reborn at exactly the same time so that it wasn't, which is, you know, it's like I sent your souls and then you all got born. I don't know what Beryl was doing when, like, you know, Mamoru was an infant because like, he's the oldest one like lying in wait I don't know <laughs> like or was it was like I'm gonna send all of your current ages like when you reach this current age that's when Beryl's gonna wake up I don't know but I did think that they were all sent to a particular moment in time not just that they were like oh let's get reborn again like if you're talking the, the anime version I mean it's a tangled web right like <laughs> some of this stuff there's so many different interpretations of it that I'm not what would you call canon I mean and the manga took some very different uh, went in very different directions with some of this stuff that yeah. I I think it was Beryl specifically was watching Prince Endymion and Princess Serenity from like behind a pillar. It was like a picture and she's like looking at them longingly and it's like, whoa, what? So, so back in the warehouse, uh, Zosite and Memoru are having a sword fight where neither one of them has a sword. They have 
a giant green crystal and a cane. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zoocyte is getting the better of Memru and suddenly uh, gets lasered in the hand, uh, mm-hmm. which more blood, like kind yeah, of shocking. Uh, Croissanted in the hand. <laughs> Croissanted in the hand by a mysterious figure who appears in silhouette. I wonder who that could be. Could it be? Could it be the person whose name is in the title of this episode? So that provides enough of a distraction for uh, Memru to get away, and him getting and, away uh, provides enough of a distraction for her to get away. <laughs> right? Yeah, it works actually it's really so well. Weird. And I really love that Zoisite's reaction to this is to literally stomp on the ground and say, "I'm so angry." <laughs> That is the correct response. I, I kind of love Zoosite. Oh, guys. yeah. He's the best. He's so realistic compared to, like, everyone else. He's just like, man, today sucks, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, like he, he's this weird, perfect combination of, like, like he's clearly, like, a super over-the-top evil supervillain, but he's also, like, really relatable. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like Destro. Uh, anyway, uh, so Zoosite just kind of walks back to, like, uh, Kunzite is still slowly trying to crush the other Very century. Very slowly. <laughs> has been at this for quite a while um like is it that so hard kind of is it goes, that hard to shrink this thing like it's like he's concentrating well, so he hard because like maybe this was the backup plan if the fake sailor didn't work because suicide shows up and it's like all right tuxedo mask now you gotta come out for this one yeah that's true and this one they're, they're like yeah okay look we're gonna kill the sailor scouts obviously we can do it they're falling over from lack of air apparently already uh just give us the crystals he's thinking about it uh, but but sailor moon's like don't do it just let us die <laughs> Yeah. All of us. Uh, I also think it's funny that they cut to Luna freaking out at them dying. Um, and Luna's just sitting there. And I understand she's just a cat. I understand. But she doesn't even another, do anything either. She's just like, well, there's nothing I can do. Another yeah, great she looks little... really relaxed. Like she's just kind of curled up in one of those tubes. And she's like, oh, shit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> somebody better show up and save somebody. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. Another uh, great little Zoosite moment is when Zoosite just kind of walks up to Kunzite as he's trying to crush the Scouts. And, and he goes like, uh, yeah, tuxedo mask it away. And and uh, Kunzai says something. It's, just, it's like, you don't have to be a dick about it, okay? <laughs> it's like, whatever. I'm having a case of the Mondays. Yeah, it's like beautifully uh, casual between them. It's like, uh, I gotta take my so shoes great. off. Put my foot, feet in a bath and talk to you about my day. <laughs> it's like, wow, these girls are you. screaming. It's so, I so want, I so want the Negaverse office. <laughs> so, I want it so bad. So out so, yeah, comes the, uh, Tuxedo Mask to give in and to just let them win, to give over his crystals, which of course Which, where does he him. keep them? In his shirt. <laughs> just in his, well, in his pockets. pockets. Wherever yeah. he keeps all those roses. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, and then again, uh, croissants. <laughs> Presents come flying in and uh, destroy uh, Kunzite's hands, uh, and then we do it. We we the audience do like a triple take <laughs> to see yeah. Sailor Venus revealed, and she gets a, a a big sparkly entrance, and she takes off her mask again, dramatically as though a mask. <laughs> It <laughs> means something to us. Yes, we we've never seen you before. Um, at any rate, well, I think it's, it's the Sailor V mask. It is the Sailor V. So mask. it's like she's in the Sailor Venus outfit with the Sailor V mask. Right. Yeah. And uh, I love this in the when it happens in the uh, manga because uh, her mask, like their heads are like forty percent eye. Oh yeah. And her ma- like the masks on the anime have lenses. Like Tuxedo Mask's mask and and Sailor V's mask both have lenses, so they at least are covering the face. Like in in the manga, it is like is worse than glasses. It is like less material than a pair of glasses. 
Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she lasers uh, lasers Kenzite in the hands. The the d- shadow dome breaks, and uh, Minako is like, "What's up? It's me, Sailor V." She looks pretty bad. Uh, she 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 really like she, yeah, again. She's super confident. And like I said, in this in these episodes, they portray her as like she's super confident. She knows what she's doing. She's she's an old hand at this. She shows up and is just like, "Yeah, that's right. I beat the bad guys. What are you gonna do?" Uh, it's really great. Uh, then we get this weird scene of. <laughs> Uh, oh, because I guess because what happened here is Kunzite is not used to like anyone even like remotely causing a threat to him, and so he's sitting there holding his hands like, "Oh my, oh I'm so mad, people hurt my hands," and <laughs> and Zoisite is like, "It's all right, Kunzite, I will protect you. I will fight all of these people. You run away." Um, which is again ridiculous. Uh, uh, like Zoisite doesn't stand a chance. And then all of a sudden they get a, a a phone call from Queen Beryl who says, "Hey, come back." And they're like, but "We got this." And she's like, "Get the hell over here!" Yeah, so there's a change leave. of plans, and she pulls him out. I love that when she's like, "Nope, mission change. Get home." And they're like, "Why?" And she's like, "Get the hell home." <laughs> It's like such a great moment. And so they're just like, her fangs come out, her kitty cat fangs come out. (laughs) Yes. So they just immediately teleport away and then uh, Tuxedo Mask skulks away. And then uh, the scouts are all left to to just kind of uh, look at each other and be like, hey, you're Sailor Venus, eh? Sure am. And then they go... (laughs) And they well, they do another pan up the body How shot. How come you changed your Sailor outfit? Venus. Very weird. Uh, oh yeah, and they mentioned that she's Sailor V. So in in the in the Japanese version, they're like, you you were Sailor V. Oh my god. Uh, which in the in the in the original dub, it's really weird because they show all the shots of her as Sailor V, but they don't talk about it at all. They're just like, yeah, you're Sailor Venus, Sailor Venus, Venus. That's it, Venus. <laughs> and. <laughs> all it's ever been and all it ever will be and then uh the end of the episode is sailor moon going wait are you the moon princess sailor venus <laughs> hi i'm sailor moon it's nice to meet you sailor venus uh my real name is bunny moon you know like bunnies like the rabbit that lives on the moon um do you are you the moon princess <laughs> in the uh in the in the original version nothing she just kind of smiles in the dub they have her go i don't know <laughs> i don't know could be and that thus ends the uh, Enter Venus, the last Sailor Guardian. And we get a line from Artemis where Artemis goes, at last, the five Sailor Guardians and the two cats are together. <laughs> yes. The team is complete. <laughs> yes. And like, I just wanted Luna to be like, yeah, there's like like five planets, right? There's like five planets. Yeah, it's five. <laughs> That's probably all there is. Probably the most complete. Planets, right? And cat. what do the cats represent? Yep. Two cats. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, uh, so yeah, that brings us to the end of the episode. I, I I think we learned a lot, but do we have a lesson that we were supposed to learn? Oh sure. Oh yeah. Let me. Do you have it queued up? I I do. I I love to eat, but it's important to eat well if you want to be strong like me. Right. Pass up all the junk food for fruits and vegetables. It gives you more staying power. And drink lots of water. Not only those carbonated drinks with too much sugar in them. And make sure you get plenty of exercise. Your doctor or gym teacher can tell you what's best for you. You want to be like us? Stay fit and healthy. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so amazing. Thanks, thanks, 
I'm glad they threw in that gross wet cough at the end. She because she falls oh, over and gets world. like splattered and stuff. Yeah, it's and also uh, what, what I what you don't see is that the, re, the when they're t- when they're all talking at the beginning, they're reusing the footage of the part where where they're all going like on behalf on behalf of Mars. Like that's it. So that's why they're talking with so much energy about this thing. They're like they're like doing these dynamic things of like make sure they eat vegetables. <laughs> Again, another episode where we have uh, a moral that is just generally good advice that has nothing to do with what we just saw. Nope. Well, we did like, see her Sailor Moon out. was double fisting crepes and then kicked ass like for the entire episode. <laughs> yeah, because they're like, if you want to be like us, and then they like show her like shotgunning crepes, like then you should eat well. Like do as we say, not as we do, kids. Sailor Moon says. All right. So what did we learn uh, from this week's episode? Alian, let's start with you. What did you learn? Uh, from watching this episode? You know, I didn't remember this episode very well until I rewatched it last night, but I remember very distinctly Zoocyte managing to keep that outfit under a bare-legged Sailor Fuku. So, like, that's that stayed with me. That's an important message here, that, like, <laughs> if you can kind of, like, roll up your pants to, like, hide under a miniskirt and, like, have your boots inside <laughs> other boots and stuff, then you deserve to almost kill Tuxedo Mask. Like, you earned that. That's pretty impressive. Jordan, what did you learn? I learned that with some kinds of great power, you don't really have that much responsibility because you could just allow <laughs> you could just allow crimes and stuff. That's cool. You have very specific responsibility, and that's it. Uh, I learned that if you want to stab someone non-fatally, <laughs> all you have to do is uh, get a slightly off-model outfit of the person you usually see that other person with, and then arrange, like, maybe arrange some crimes or accidents, or or then definitely arrange some crimes <laughs> and accidents, and then go to the docks, and then almost get yourself struck by lightning, like, legit. Like, that was gonna happen. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's all you need to do to non-fatally wound someone <laughs> by stabbing them. Or you could just, like, do what you normally do and wait for him to show up like he normally does and stab him then. But whatevs. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, like I said, this... I think watching it and talking about it, I, I like this episode more than I thought. Um, I, uh, I'm i not a big fan of the next one, but like, yeah, nothing that happens uh-huh. here makes any sense. No, yeah, I, I had more fun talking about this episode than I did watching it. I don't think this is a very yeah. good episode. It's not very well thought out. And, and also, again, it's another very important episode because Venus shows up, but kind of like a dumb, important episode. It's like, I guess you got to watch this one. But uh, I, I absolutely don't feel that way about next week, so I can't wait. Now, one thing that, uh, that I do want a note about this episode and the way that it works out in the manga uh i believe and and leon you might you might know this if i'm getting this wrong i'm pretty sure sailor venus kills zoocyte with a laser beam in this issue like you know how you know how uh in the manga nephrite got burned to death with lightning right <laughs> in Jupiter's yeah. first appearance i'm pretty sure that uh the way that this ends when when sailor v shows up in the manga is yeah she shoots zoocyte with a with a crescent beam and zoocyte dies like he is killed that makes uh, sense so i can't yeah. remember but if zoocyte doesn't show up again then yeah because they're all dead by the end except for except for jedi who goes into eternal sleep even that was i think just the anime wasn't it because i He's a rock oh, later in the it month. Happens. The, All uh, right. Maybe he's still a rock. And he she puts him to sleep forever. So maybe. now I'm starting to, maybe these rocks were not them. I mean, maybe these were like tokens of remembrance. 
jeez. Maybe what you don't realize is they all have like they have like a, a connection to the rocks of their of their name. <laughs> they are all rock. Like I am every piece of malachite. Right, exactly. So he's like, this is their totem. I can talk to this. Mm. As long as as long as the mineral exists, so <laughs> shall I. Yeah, maybe Jedi's is like a communicator to like <laughs> Dark Kingdom. He's like, Can you please find a way here and get me out of this crystal? Everybody else is Wait like, believe in you, and he's like, please get me out. <laughs> Our uh, our Suicide Squad uh, movie where they go to rescue Jedi from eternal sleep is going to be great. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, again, good times. We had a good time talking about this episode. Not a very well thought out episode. Not that great. But I can't yeah. wait for what happens next. Because so this is actually part one of like a kind of a three parter, really. Um, well, three or four. Is if it you really four? want to get into it. It's it's not until um, Usagi's weird princess training episode that things are kind of, you know, that we're at least through the serious bits. Yeah. Uh, for a little bit. Yeah, you're right. So, all right. Well, uh, you know, come definitely come back next week because definitely next week is the continuation of the story. You get to find out more about Sailor Venus and a whole bunch of other stuff that gets spoiled in the title. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so that does it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. Uh, before we let you go, uh, Leanne, can you tell everyone where they can find you on the internet? Uh, either at Tokyo Demons on Twitter or at, um, I'm one of the editors for Sparkler Monthly, so I kind of spend most of my life on that website, which is sparklermonthly.com or at Sparkler Monthly on Twitter. And uh, definitely check those out. And Leanne, thank you again for coming back. You're always so fun to have on the show. Uh, but that does it for this week's episode. Remember, you can find uh, the show on Twitter at Sailor Business and you you can find me on Twitter uh, at the ISB. You can find me on Twitter at Crackshot with a zero for an O. And we will be back next week for the shining silver crystal. The moon princess appears. Wow. <laughs> Until so then. Finally. Finally. <laughs> people are going to stop going, hey, Sailor Moon, who do you think the moon princess is? Uh, well, until then, let's all keep our minds on sailor business. I don't know. 